Want to run Facebook and Instagram ads but aren't sure where to start? Are you running ads but know they could be doing better? The ads maven, Jen Palsik, is here to help by sharing the secrets to running effective and profitable Facebook and Instagram ads. Now, here is the host of the ads maven, Facebook and Instagram ad strategist, speaker and coach, Jen Palsik. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm Jen Posick, the Ads Maven, and we are on Inspired Choices Network. Um, oh man, you guys, I'm really excited for today's episode. So we are talking all about getting long-term clients and steady, predictable income, which I feel like is a big topic for so many people. Um, so let me introduce you to my guest. Um, so my friend Joanna Sapira has been a teacher and mentor for more than 20 years, from the classroom to the gym floor, and now to business owners across the world, helping innovative practitioners and coaches build more profitable and sustainable businesses. She lives in Northern California, is the mother of two teenage boys, and is a master's national champion in Olympic-style weightlifting. You can learn more about her at joannasapir.com. Welcome, Joanna. Hey, Jen. Uh, I'm so excited that you are here. Can you... um Talk to us just a little bit about how you got how you got started with all of this because I know it's been a progression that yeah twenty years yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah well first let me just say it's it's totally fun to be here your audience should know that you and I talk all the time <laughs> and this is That's true. we are, are always trading information with each other we have different expertise so I always love talking to you and it's awesome that your audience gets to hear. Um, this insight and us bringing this information together. So I'm excited about it. Yeah, yeah, I've done a lot of things. That's right, 20 years I've done a lot of things. But as far as how I got to where I am right now, I'm actually remembering the first time I remember, the first time I think that you and I met in person. And I wonder if you remember this. Oh, it was social media marketing world. Yeah, and so I think it's three years. I think it was three years ago, yeah. Social Media Marketing World. And I remember <clears throat> before the big party, going up to your hotel room, you had to grab something. And I remember that I was in this text back and forth with my business attorney, and I was in the middle of negotiations for selling my first business. Uh, do you remember that at all? Wow. <laughs> Like, vaguely, (laughs) I remember you talking about it, but not in terms of, like, it being such a, like, right now happening thing. Yeah, and so um, coming on to this uh, show, I was remembering that because that was such an exciting point. And basically, I knew I was going to start this business that I have now, which is um, business coaching, other uh, practitioners and coaches, but I was waiting I was waiting until my first business was sold. I wanted to be able to give this 100% and mm. I knew that I couldn't really unless um that deal was done. So anyway, that's that's a few years back, but really it starts back um I would say it kind of starts a little over 10 years ago when I did have my first business and it was a brick and mortar uh fitness business, a strength and conditioning gym and 
um, where this really starts is when I found myself one day on a Sunday, which was the only day the gym was closed. I found myself <laughs> in the emergency room at the hospital and gotcha. I, um, something was wrong. I ended up there because I got pretty freaked out. I had woken up in the morning and, um, I had a fever and I had this, this rash that was spreading all over my body and combined with a fever, I was like, Oh my goodness, what's going on? Just totally kind of freaked out. Yeah. And so I'm lying in a hospital bed in the emergency room and the doctors are running all these tests trying to figure out what this is and they can't figure it out. And, um, at some point they came in and, and they're just totally not knowing they have no path to take. They've done the blood tests and nothing shows up. And they start asking me these questions about, um, what countries I've been to tropical disease possibilities and I realized that they were just like searching and searching, trying to figure this out. And I realized, oh, my goodness, this is just stress. This is from the stress mm. of running my business. Oh my God. <laughs> and so I had this business where I was wearing all the hats and doing everything. And there was just no break. And meanwhile, yeah. I was a single mom of two young kids. So I'm like paying people to provide childcare to my kids while I go off to try and run this business full time wearing every single hat. And, um, yeah. and it just broke my body down. And so that's when I realized, oh, <laughs> I need to learn how to run a business. Like I won't have a business. I can't keep doing this. You know, yeah. I will completely break down. And so that's when I kind of made it my just full intention. I want to learn how to run this business and I want it to be something that can run without me. That was what, what I decided I wanted to do. And mm. so that's what I went about doing is, is learning how to do that. And so then fast forward to that time in the hotel room, I was, you know, negotiating the sale of that business, which I had known pretty early on. I wanted to build it to be sellable. And so I did. And so now, oh, nice. now what I do is help other people build profitable and sustainable businesses that, you know, provide them steady income and where um, where they still have ease and the freedom of lifestyle that they want. I love that. And you talk about stuff that, like, has never been my specialty because I feel like in us, like, because we've also, like, done some, some work together where, like, worked on Facebook ads, worked on um, – worked on repackaging my services <laughs> so that they made more sense and then also working on um discovery calls now i have to tell you it's so funny i was on a call with a friend this morning and she was like you know what i've just decided i'm not doing any more discovery calls because i hate them <laughs> i was just like oh no and then it made me think i've had two clients in the last few months where they have both tried to not have discovery calls and it just like it didn't work for them and they had to mm -hmm. go back to doing it but it's because they just didn't really like doing them and I think it's because so many of us and I'm including myself in that um, do them just poorly or do them wrong and so mm -hmm. can you talk a little bit about sales calls discovery calls and yeah because <laughs> you yeah, do them sure. very well sure. 
Well, first, let me just, uh, um, I love that you brought those examples of people you're working with or people you know. I have definitely, um, in my Facebook feed, <laughs> have definitely been <laughs> delivered ads from other people that that is their, that is their big benefit. That's their big promise is, you know, get clients without ever doing discovery calls. And I always think, oh, yeah, why? Why would you do that? Like, why would you want? So let's <laughs> just talk for a second about why you do want discovery calls. Um, yeah. And so number one is simply what's effective for getting clients. Um, hmm. You know, trying to make sales off a sales page. You're a, you're a digital marketer. This is your expertise. It's like, I think conversion rate for sales off sales pages is kind of considered to be something like two to five percent on average. Would you yeah. say? Yeah, I mean it's fairly low for sure. Yeah, so that is very low. That's right. So what you're talking about there is having to have massive amounts of traffic to actually, you know, get conversion. But beyond that, um, so whereas, for example, the sales system I teach and teach my clients, my clients all are aiming for an 80% conversion rate. I mean, that's just drastically <laughs> different, right? Even if we take the yep. high end of digital sales, 5% versus 80%. So you get yep. 10, 10, you know, discovery calls. We're talking about eight new clients um, versus what 10 discovery calls and zero clients off <laughs> or 10, right. 10, 10, 10 uh, people landing on a sales page and, and zero. So um, so that's number one. But number two is and you can tell me, I mean, I think that you and I really share a similar audience in that um if if you if you listeners um have a client facing business where you work directly with your clients either one on one or one to few um even in a one to few group setting um but if you are actually interacting with your clients then you're well here's a few, couple different things number one you're going to want to know that this person is the right fit for you before you agree mm. to work with them um if you have ever had a crappy client like you know perfectly well how hellish that is <laughs> and I mean, I uh, think all of us have probably had a crappy client if we've been in the business for a little while <laughs> yeah yeah and it's part of trial and error, but the thing is, is oh, crappy sure. clients are not inevitable. They're inevitable when you're first getting started because you don't know how to look for the signs. You don't know yet who's a great client and who's not and what are the signs of that, right? But after you've figured that out and you understand like who you're here to serve and who you're meant to work with, your discovery call is a mechanism for making sure that you're only working with the right people for you that you have only yeah. great clients. So it is not inevitable to have crappy clients ongoing in your business. Um, it's part of trial and error in the beginning, but after that, you should be weeding them out. You should really only be working with people who are going to get the best results from your services and, and bring you joy in working with them. Uh, there's no yeah. reason for us working with clients that are draining and not, not, not fun and not a good fit. Um, so that's one thing is I would never want to have people be able to, um, to, to enter my, to, to enter working with me without me vetting them, you know? Yeah, um, that's one sense. 
And the other thing is kind of along that line is, is just really the discovery call is a, is a real chance to create a real connection and relationship with someone. Um, and the way I teach discovery calls anyway, what I experience or what all my clients say is, um, we get so deep. It, our connection is made so deeply in the discovery call that when they become clients, we're just hitting the ground running. Like it's already, yeah. we're, you know, they're fully committed and completely in and now we're just going. Um, and that's, that's really powerful. It's really powerful for being a great practitioner and really having an impact on your clients is, um, getting to that level of depth. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Awesome. Okay. So I know when you're talking about like clients that are like your yes and no clients, there's also like clients that are like tire kickers, not clients. You have like prospects mm-hmm. that are really just like tire kickers. And actually, I was even talking to um, one, uh, a potential client or soon to be client of mine who had done some, like he had done some discovery calls with people that they were all just like tire kickers. And so it's like, okay, how do you prevent that? Hmm. Well, so it kind of depends on what, um, so you address this with what I call your red velvet rope policy, but what your policy um, is depends on who are those wrong people that you're attracting. And then you simply devise ways to filter them out. So in the system I teach, like um, I call this the pre-screen and pre-qualify um, phase of the sales system you have some kind of pre-screening, pre-qualification process. So you or I, I think both of us have an application, a written application. Do you you have that, right, Jen? I do. Yep, I do. Yep. So, you know, we run our businesses primarily online, so that's where it makes sense to have a written application online. But for brick-and-mortar businesses, um, what I teach my clients is to have a pre-qualifying phone call. So this is for businesses where... where they actually get phone calls to the place of business, right? People calling, inquiring about pricing and how does services work. Um, So that's instead of a written application. So it's two different paths. But in both of those cases, what you're doing is, yeah, you want want to stop there? Well, hang on, because I have have more questions about it, but we have to take a quick break. So I am very excited to hear more about this when we get back, if that's okay. Um, yep. So you're listening to the Ads Maven with myself, Jen Posick, on Inspired Choices Network. We'll be right back. Want to run Facebook and Instagram ads but aren't sure where to start? Are you running ads but know they could be doing better? The Ads Maven, Jen Posick, is here to help by sharing the secrets to running effective and profitable Facebook and Instagram ads. Listen to the Ads Maven every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 2 p.m. Central. 1 p.m. Mountain, and 12 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world, knowing your voice matters, and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. 
Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is the Ads Maven with Facebook and Instagram ad strategist, speaker, and coach, Jen Pawsik. To participate in the show, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also email questions and comments to Jen at theadsmaven.com. Now, back to the show. All right. Welcome back. I'm Jen Pasek, the Ads Maven on Inspired Choices Network. So today our show topic is getting long-term clients and steady, predictable income with my friend Joanna Sapir. Okay. So before we went to break, we were talking about um, basically weeding out tire kickers by having some type of a, not a survey. What? I'm sorry. What did you call it? A, a pre-qualification or pre-screening process. Okay. Yeah, and so, okay, I have a question around that because I know you were talking about mm-hmm. for in for brick and mortars, you'll have them do like a, a pre-qualifying phone call. Mm-hmm. I find a lot, so, because I have, I have like my pre-qualifying thing, but you'll, if they don't fill it out, you'll just like cancel their, cancel their session, right? Yes, so we're talking about the online application, yep. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Um. Okay, cool. That totally makes sense. I find for in-person meetings, it's so weird. I think I get more awkward when it's in-person because I'm so used to, like, meeting online that it's like I almost don't even know what to do. So for in-person meetings, you would basically have, like, a pre-qualifying phone call beforehand. So are you – let's let's just get concrete and talk about – are you talking about you, like, when you're out and about in your neck of the woods? Uh Uh-huh. And so – so it would start with an invitation, right? So you're inviting them to some kind of discovery call. I'm not sure what you call yours, but maybe it's an ad strategy call, Strategy call, right? Yep, and exactly. And so where you, meet, you meet people at, like, networking meetings and stuff. Is that right? Yep. Yep. So right. what I would suggest is, I'm not sure how it usually goes, but when you invite them, when you offer the invitation to that strategy session, um, when they accept it, I would actually just shoot them your application via email and say, fill this out before we meet so that we can, you know, hit the ground running. So, Ooh, um, I, I don't, that. I don't recommend, yeah, I don't recommend mixing up the, the phone pre-qualification and the online application. I recommend having one sales pipeline that, that you get yep. everybody into it in some way. So even if you are meeting people in person, they're still filling out the application. Does that make sense? Okay, yeah, that makes total sense, and I'm going to do that. I don't know why. I, like, didn't even think to do that before. Yeah. Yeah. So for the the brick-and-mortar business, it's just a different model. So, again, that's like somebody has, let's just say it's a massage therapy practice. And they get phone calls, right, that come through Yelp or that come through Google or they get somebody filling out a contact us form or whatever that from there, usually what they do is call the person anyway to like, you know, I don't know, book a session. I'm not sure what their processes are. But at that point, that's where you have a like five minute, 10 minute script. You have it scripted out so that everybody's getting the same thing. And it's essentially like a conversation application, but you're just weeding out the really clear black and white no's. 
if that makes sense. Gotcha. So, yep. for example, when I when I owned a um, when I owned the brick and mortar fitness business, one of our pre qualification questions. This is just black and white. This is not anything deep, right? Was yep. do you know where we're located and can you get here th- at least three times a week? And so that's just to make sure, like, right? I mean, it sounds basic, but the reason we had that question was because we actually moved our location at one point, and we had been very centrally located, and then we moved to the outskirts of the city where it was, and Ah. we found that people would show up, and they actually were like, oh, I didn't realize how far out you are. And so that gotcha. makes it harder to, for them to be clients, right? So, or to convert them when they actually come in for the consultation. So the phone call is just yep. to, just to, again, weed out the tire kickers. And as far as, uh, tire kickers would be kind of things around price. So you can have a yep. hard filter in place. If you're somebody, you said somebody asked you about this. If you are regularly getting people who clearly are not interested in actually, um, buying services, then find out what what it is that they're saying. If it's always around price, for example, if that's really all that ever comes up, that probably is because you're not doing the consultation well. Number one is what I'll say, yeah. which we can talk about uh, soon. But um, <laughs> but you can put a filter. Uh, you can put a filter on your online application or on your in your phone pre call on price. So again, with the the gym as an example, you know we'd say. Um, what part of our pre-qualification script said something like, and this was towards the end, said something like, you know, uh, our services range from um, three months to 12 months and da, 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 and the prices range from, and then we'd say something like, you know, $200 a month to 350 Is that in your budget? Just really clear and straight out there. And the reason there was Ooh, a range like is because there were different membership options and so on. And so yeah. that fits really well for some businesses and, and not for others. Um, but uh, but that's absolutely a form of pre-qualifying. Another yeah. classic one, just to throw it out there, is um, in businesses, like my business doesn't have this at all. This My current business doesn't face this at all. But um, with the fitness business, we did, which is when people um, when people talk about I need to I need to speak with my partner uh, before yeah. making a decision. And so. That's one that is uh, that people will use in in various other services. So, <clears throat> you know, sometimes people are saying that to in order to put off making a decision, and sometimes it's legitimate. And so the way right. you the, the way you deal with that is in that pre qualification phase. So, um, what we would say at the gym was um, okay. So we we basically we'd pre-qualify them on all these other terms like the finances and blah, 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 and you know where we're located and so on. We'd say, great, well, the next step is to schedule a consultation. We'd like to invite you in to come talk with us and see if this is the right fit for you, et cetera. We have this time and this time available. You know, they'd schedule it. And then we'd say, great, now um, before you come, may I ask, is there anyone else involved in the decision of whether you join the program, if it's the right fit for you? And that's giving them the chance to say, yes, I have to run this, but, you know, yes, my spouse is part right. of the decision making or my partner is part of the decision making. And if their answer is yes, then you invite the partner to come, period. That's it. So that <laughs> they can make a decision right there. And the reason you do that yeah. is because the prospect is never going to be able to communicate the value and the connection they made with you right. to their partner. They will never oh, be sure. able to transfer that. And so you want the partner there. So 
So you invite the partner in. And if that's um, not really, if it's not an issue, then it's not something that they can say at that point. Do you know what I mean? So some some people, their financial decisions truly are always a joint affair. And so you you invite the spouse in. So those are some kind of classic ones. It it made me think about, like, it's not always even like a financial decision that, like, okay, so when I was joining BNI, um, which is like a networking group, it meets in the morning. I am not a morning person, and I typically get up, it meets at like 7.15, which means I have to wake up at like 6.15, 6.30, and I usually feed the dogs in the morning, so I really did have to go talk to my wife and be like, look, once a week for at least a year, because it's a year-long membership, like, you're going to be feeding the dogs in the morning. Is that going to work? So it's like, that yeah. totally makes sense. I love that you put it in there, because sometimes it's like, you do need to talk to your partner about stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That's- yeah. Cool. Okay. So I know you said if you're hearing, if you're getting people where it is like out of the price range, it could just be that you're not doing your consultations well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, there could be Can a lot talk- of things. Yeah. Yeah. Can you talk <laughs> a little bit about that? Yeah. Well, I mean, should we just talk about the consultations themselves? All the good, the bad yeah, yeah. and the ugly? <laughs> yeah. Let's do it. Um, okay. So, you know, you mentioned how you just talked to a couple friends or clients or something who said they hated them. And I'm curious, do you happen to know? I, I know because I talk to people all the time about this stuff. I know the the classic mistakes that people are making. And so I will absolutely talk about those and address Ooh. those. But I'm curious whether you know what these 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 friends or, or clients of yours, what they said today or yesterday or whenever it was about why they oh hated gosh. them. Now I have to I have to try to remember. I I don't know that she gave specifics. I do know with like with one of my clients in the past, she I know that she struggled with them because she just felt like she didn't know exactly what to say or how to have them yeah. go. Um yeah. And then like I have one client that like she just like doesn't necessarily enjoy them. Um yeah, but I yeah, I don't yeah. actually know the mistakes. So I'm very curious because yeah, yeah. I'm probably making some of these mistakes as well, even though mine have gotten <laughs> better, especially uh-huh. after going through your training on it. But yeah. Okay. Well, I think um, there are several kind of big picture problems when people haven't learned how to do learn how to do a discovery caller consultation um, in a really meaningful and authentic way. So one thing is that uh and and you know what I mean the a lot of the sales training out there is is partly to blame for this um because a lot of sales training out there teach um always be closing that it's just right. all about closing clients and all about getting clients and so for any of you listening like the number one shift I could say is Stop thinking about it as closing clients or getting clients and think of it as making a connection and determining whether this is someone that you can actually help <laughs> and mm. want to help. This is as <laughs> yeah. much, this is as much, if not more, 
of a chance for you to judge whether this is a good fit for you than it is the other way around. So just to, just to note, I will have discovery calls where I don't even offer my services because yeah. I determine that it's not, and, and it's not that they're not somebody I could help, but I decide for whatever, for various reasons that this is not, I call it the bullseye of my target market. So there's lots and lots of people I could help in their businesses, but the bullseye of my target market is truly my my best fit most aligned clients and i'm really only looking for that aligned fit um and so the discovery call is so much more than just closing a client so i'd say if you've ever kind of felt like that's the whole thing i'm just trying to get the client that's what the purpose of this is that's the first mindset shift is Mm. start thinking about connecting just start thinking about connecting with people just totally authentically and yeah. be detached from whether they become clients or not. Uh, just not don't don't make that the the entire purpose of, of having oh. the consultation. Yeah. Oh man. So um, good. Okay. So we know there's some more mistakes, right? Mm hmm. Okay. I cannot wait to hear them. We have to take another quick break. Um and so in just a sec I'm very excited to hear these other mistakes. I feel like they're going to okay. be awesome. All right. So you're listening to the Ads Maven with myself, Jen Posick, on Inspired Choices Network. We will be right back. Want to run Facebook and Instagram ads but aren't sure where to start? Are you running ads but know they could be doing better? The Ads Maven, Jen Posick, is here to help by sharing the secrets to running effective and profitable Facebook and Instagram ads. Listen to the Ads Maven every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 2 p.m. Central, 1 p.m. Mountain, and 12 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is the Ads Maven with Facebook and Instagram ad strategist, speaker, and coach, Jen Pawsik. To participate in the show, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also email questions and comments to Jen at theadsmaven.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. I'm Jen Posick, the Ads Maven on Inspired Choices Network. So today our show topic is Get Long-Term Clients and Steady Predictable Income with Joanna Sapir. Okay, so Joanna, you were talking a little bit about uh, mistakes that people make with when they're going into their discovery calls, which the first one was awesome. Um, what are some other things that they that you see people doing? Yeah. Well, probably like you said, you mentioned that this person you just talked to doesn't feel like they know what they're doing. So winging it. <laughs> um, to me, the signs of like when people have no process or a wing in it is um, so I, 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 as a business owner, schedule many consultations with service providers. Uh, right. Um, people like VAs or graphic designer or funnel builder or whatever. And so a lot right. of times they're, they're their consultations are not done very well. But for me, a sign is like one of those 15-minute consultations. That seems to be this thing that people who don't know how to do consultations or think that consultations are a waste of their time because they get the tire kickers and all that. So they go, well, if I shorten mm. it to 15 minutes, that I don't, then I won't waste my time on these people. 
right. and you really can't do a proper consultation in 15 minutes. And so, but what I have experienced many times is getting onto those 15 minute calls. And then when the conversation, they're winging it and it's like a nice conversation, it's going well, the call goes to like 45 minutes. And it's like, that right. makes no sense at all. Why are you scheduling a 15 minute call? And that's what I put in my calendar. You know, it's really actually right. a lack of integrity there. So winging it, like, no, you're not winging it. These are not, um, these are not just these kind of like casual conversations. Oh, what do you, you know, what are you interested in? What are you looking for? Um, that's number one. Number two is mm. your, as far as mistakes go, you're not here to try to be liked. This isn't about, this isn't about, um, being liked and being chosen <laughs> at all. This is about identifying what this prospect's pains and problems and needs are and determining whether mm. you have what they need to meet their goals. And that's what they're coming to you for is to find out, can this person help me get from where I am now to where I want to be? And so your job is to lead them in a conversation that helps you determine whether that's the case. And so this hmm. goes back to that idea of like, it is not about always be closing because sometimes somebody's going to show up and what your superpower is, is not the thing that they necessarily need. Like you are not here to just sell services to whoever shows up. You want to make sure that you guys are well matched that way. Does that make sense? Absolutely. It's so interesting. Yeah. I think you're the first person I've heard say that your job is not to be liked <laughs> like, with that. Cause it's I don't, not, yeah. It's not to what? What that your job to is to be liked. What you said. Like that it's, uh. that it's not to be liked. It's not about being liked, which, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, that's a good one to think about. Oh man. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. You want me to keep going? Yeah. Let, let's hear it. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I'd say that, so just kind of going through those mistakes, number one, like the mindset shift of it's not about, don't make it about closing clients, be detached from the outcome. Yep. This is about finding the right connections for you. Number two was winging it is a mistake. Make There's a structure that you need in your conversation. And uh, we could talk a little bit about that if we want, but it is not an open conversation. Let's just see where it goes. Um, three was you're not there to try to be liked. You're there to, you're there to determine whether you can help this person and that's what they're coming to you for. And I have to say, that's how you make the sale is when you're able to guide them in a process that shows them that you can help them get them to their goal. And so that's the kind of last mistake I'll say is that this conversation is about you asking the questions to do an assessment of what they need. You're the expert. They're coming to you as the expert. And so it's your job to assess their problems, determine what they need, and then show them what they need to do to get to the goals they're after. And if what you are sharing with them matches up with your program, then, then you've got a great fit. But the mistake that people make is pitching. And I, I call my process no pitch selling. Like I, I've been on calls, so I tell a story. I don't know if you've heard me tell this story, Jen, but it's it's classic, and it's I, I've experienced this more than once. But 
um, the story I tell is about how uh, this is about a year and a half ago. I was looking for a college counselor for my now 17 year old son. And he was entering his junior year at the time. And basically, like in a nutshell, he didn't seem very interested in college. I wanted him to go to college. His school wasn't providing good college counseling. I knew that like me getting involved would be a mess. Any parent knows it's like we can't be uh-huh. like, us trying to do that is just good Cla- clashing with a teenager. So I'm like, I'm going to hire a college counselor just to make sure he's prepared. And in the very least, I want him to apply. And um, spoiler alert, because now he's about to graduate. I did make him apply to colleges. We did get a college counselor <laughs> and, uh, and, and he's still not going. <laughs> oh, no. I still decided he's not. He's not going, but that's, that's irrelevant. So it's not a spoiler to the story, but so the point is, is that I, I went and sought out, you know, college counselors and I was looking locally. So I found this woman locally and, you know, I found her website and, you know, she had some services listed on her website, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, there was some kind of contact form or it said something like schedule a consultation or something like that. So I don't remember if I called her, filled out the form, whatever I, I did. And she gave me a call back almost immediately, and um, which is great. That's a really great sign for a business, right? She's paying attention. She's right there. And and she did actually what I recommend, which was I, I don't recall. She didn't have like a really formal pre-qualification process in place, but she essentially called me back to schedule a consultation with me, hmm. um, which is great. So I'm like very hopeful about this. I'm very excited. I have this very particular situation. I have this son who I want to see do well in life and I have my values. I value a college education. I have his values. He doesn't. (laughs) Right? (laughs) We have this class here. It's like it's a complex situation and here's this expert who I want to, you know, I want to, I want to, I want to see if she can help me navigate this. It's not very simple. And so we get on the phone and she says, is this still a good time? Yes, it is. And she says, this is the first question she asked me. She says, okay, great. Well, what services are you looking for? And that is the absolute wrong question to ask. How it should have started was, great. Well, tell me about, it could be really broad. Tell me what prompted you to call me. Tell me what prompted you to look out. And I'd say, oh, well, I have this son and da, 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 and da, 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 and then she could continue to ask me questions and say, what's his name? You know, where does he go to school? Right. What what are the things he's into? Ask me whatever her questions are that she right. needs to determine whether we're a good fit for her, whether she can help us, what our needs are. Right. But I didn't right. get any of that. So what I got was what services are you looking for? So that's my that's my advice to all of you listening. Never ever open with that and in fact that that is a premise behind what I teach is we're not here if you're an expert if you're an expert in your service you are here to give your clients what they actually need which Mm. for me anyway like 90% of the time is not what they think they need right so this is not about what they want this is about their goals and what you as the expert know they need to do to get to their goals. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, that absolutely yeah. makes sense. And so your consultation is a chance for you to lay that out for them. So in this case, this woman, I would have, what she should have done was assess my family's situation 
and let me know, well, here's what I advise, you know, it could be like three steps or five steps. Here's what I would advise in your situation. This and this and this and this and this. You know, so first do this, second do this, third do this. You know, you need to do this and blah, blah, blah. She'd lay that out for me without pitching her services, right? She's just telling me what the steps I need. And my natural question after that, and this is how good consultations go, I'd say, that's awesome. Can you help me with that? (laughs) Right. And she'd say, yes, I can. And I'd start asking her questions. Tell me about how it works. How much does it cost? So she's not having to pitch anything. I'm just asking her because it's very natural. But instead, what I got from her was, what services are you looking for? And so I had seen her (laughs) website where she had listed some stuff, right? So I just kind of stumble because I'm wanting her to tell me what services I need. Instead, she's asking what I want. I say, "Um, I don't know. You had that full service package. You know, what what are you And she says, okay, great. I mean, that's literally what I said. I stumbled. I don't know. You had that full service package. She says, okay, well, great. And then she just starts pitching. And she just starts telling me about all the features and benefits of that package. Well, this is what we do, and this is what you get, and da-da-da-da-da, and da-da-da-da-da. And she gets the end, and she says the price, and she's like, and it's $3,500. And, you know, I just was so turned off. I mean, she doesn't know anything about me. She asked me, she just knows nothing about me. And so I just said, okay, you know, thanks. I did the classic, like, I'll think about it. Thanks. And that was just to get off the phone. I had nothing to think about. I wasn't doing that. And she got off the phone and maybe, what did she probably think? Oh, darn. That was one of those tire kickers who's not actually interested in investing. Mm. Well, she doesn't know that at all. That's just not the case at all. Um, I ended up spending, you know, almost double that on the college counselor that I hired. Oh, wow. Like it just had nothing to <laughs> price. But I got off as soon as she said that because I just been interested. So look it, it's not pitching. Um you yeah. can absolutely sell without pitching and it's what I recommend in particularly in transformational services. So this is where you and I and, and I'm not sure about your listening audience, but you know, I work with people who are offering transformational services to their yeah. clients. So uh, we're talking about people in health and wellness, alternative and holistic health and life coaching and therapy. Um, and for all of those, this is um, this is you, you want to get to know your prospective client and make this connection with them and ask them questions about what they're experiencing so you can really see what's going on with this person and what do I truly advise for them? What are the steps that I advise that they take? And when those steps match up with what what you offer as a service, it's just a very natural fit. And like I said, they will naturally say, uh, that's wonderful. Uh, Can you help me with that and tell me more about it? Awesome. Oh, man. Thank you. Um, Okay, so we've got one last quick break coming up, and then we're going to talk a little bit about more about getting long-term clients and a challenge that you have coming up. So you're listening to The Ads Maven with myself, Jen Posick, on Inspired Choices Network. We'll be right back. Want to run Facebook and Instagram ads but aren't sure where to start? Are you running ads but know they could be doing better? The Ads Maven, Jen Pawsik, is here to help by sharing the secrets to running effective and profitable Facebook and Instagram ads. Listen to The Ads Maven every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 2 p.m. Central, 1 p.m. Mountain, and 12 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is The Ads Maven 
with Facebook and Instagram ad strategist, speaker, and coach, Jen Pawsik. To participate in the show, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also email questions and comments to Jen at theadsmaven.com. Now, back to the show. Right. Welcome back. We are talking all about getting long-term clients and steady, predictable income with my friend Joanna Sapir. Oh man, Joanna, you've shared so much good stuff, and uh, oh, good. it made me feel really good because I feel like uh, some of the mistakes I'm definitely making, but the last one I'm not. Yay! <laughs> um. Okay. So I know that. Gosh, you offer like so much stuff in terms of just the value that you do. And I know that you have a challenge coming up. Can you talk a little bit about that? I do. Yeah, sure. I'd be happy to. So, you know, um, the challenge I have coming up is called the Get Long-Term Clients Challenge. So everything we've talked about so far has been about sales process and just to kind of connect, it's like, and one of the reasons you and I, Jen, are, are friends and do connect is because, you know, you help people get leads, right? And yep. you help people, you know, get that attention and get those leads. And, and the thing is, is getting the leads and the attention doesn't necessarily get you clients. You need that sales it process <laughs> to convert them into clients, right? So really, Absolutely. these are two pieces of a puzzle that have to go together. I mean, you can't make sales without having leads, and you can't get clients uh, without making sales. You know, like they really are, right. are, they go hand in hand. So it's why you and I are, are friends and why we're a good fit to talk <laughs> together. But now, yeah. how about after? How about once they're clients? And so this is one of my favorite pieces of, honestly, of, a business and the work I get to do with my clients is what is it that you, you listening, what is it that you actually help your clients achieve and how? And what I find um, out there in both the brick and mortar world and online world in terms of services is that people end up selling, um, people end up selling services simply because it's what everyone else does or the way everyone else mm. does it. So, and maybe Jen, you can give me some examples of clients that you know, but in people I work with, I gave the example before of like a massage therapist. That's a good example. So okay. massage therapists in general sell a massage therapy session. That's it. That's like kind of, that's the standard. That's the way people do things. But if I ask, a massage therapist. Well, so what are the what are the actual long-term goals of your very best clients? Let's look at your very best clients. What are their long-term goals? Their long-term goals are things like let's say their clients are, you know, weekend warriors and outdoor adventurers who have aches and pains and they're middle-aged and have aches and pains, right? So their goals are something like I want to be pain-free so that I can continue all my outdoor adventures on the weekends, right? Well, if I if I ask that same massage therapist, does one session give them that result? 
And the answer is pretty much never a yes. This, <laughs> right. What, to get that result, those people need ongoing services um, or some kind of long-term services, right? And so yeah. what I encourage um, anyone in transformational, in, in transformational work to do is to step back, forget about what it seems like you're supposed to do or what other people are doing, and actually decide what do my clients, my best clients, what do they truly need to get the long-term results they're after? And to design your plans, programs, packages, your services based on that. And mm, that is never so selling a single session. Uh, I mean, it just never is. There's right. never anyone who says, yeah, it's one and done. We, we solve right. all of their problems in session. It's never like that. <laughs> it's why I, I don't, I don't sell single coaching sessions, you know? Yeah. So, um, so that's what the get long-term clients challenge is about. It's, um, getting to dip your toes into this idea of how do I create those, how do I create those programs or packages that are truly going to get the pe- pe- my clients, my best clients, the results they're after. And so even, uh, there are even plenty of people. So you and I are more in the online space. And so, Let's just say, like, you have life coaches, don't you, that you work with, um, people in that kind of, or spiritual type kind of coaches, yeah. So a lot of times they will always, they will have, um, let's say, a three-month program, right? That's kind of a common one, three-month programs or 90-day programs. What I find is that that's often just kind of arbitrarily decided, again, because that's what other people do. Other people do a three-month program. Right. Right. And it just seems like, okay, that's what you can sell. And then, you know, you kind of make it up inside there like, okay, well, we meet every other week or we meet every week or whatever. It's just kind of all sort of made up based on, honestly, the marketing side. It's made up on based on what they think they can market and sell. And so I really like to encourage people to just step out of that place and make your ideal client the center Instead of what can I market and sell and make your ideal client the center and say, what does he or she or they truly need to get the results they're after? And, you know, dream from there. What do they truly need? And you will come up with different answers to what you want to offer than, um, than when you were just like, you know, thinking of, well, what's the plan or program I should create? And and that, that oh, that's yeah. where you're influenced by just what everybody else does. And so that's what the Get Long to Clients challenge is, is giving people a taste of. Yes, I am so excited for it. And if you're listening, you can uh, grab the link is in the show notes for it. Um, so click on the link in the show notes and go ahead and sign up. And it's free right now. It's not always free, which and I have to tell you, because I went through the Get Long-Term Clients Challenge, and honestly, the way that you talk about packaging your services, like, it blew me away because I was not doing that, and I didn't even, like, it took some conversation to even understand how I could do that and really, like, changing how I looked at what I needed to do to best serve my clients um, to be able to figure that out because before I was just doing, like, packages of time, where it was like four hours or six hours. And it wasn't what my clients most needed. Um, when I was doing like, 
coaching with, with ads or ads consulting. And it wasn't what they most needed. And when I revised it, it's led to like clients just getting better results. And it's so much easier too, because then they're not, there's no weirdness of like, well, we're out of our time. So now you've just got to pay me more. <laughs> like, I mean, obviously I never said it like that, but it just takes that away, which was so good. Yeah. Yay. That makes so, me so happy to hear. So you just nailed something that I, that I didn't say or I forgot to say, which is yes, people kind of end up selling it just in terms of sessions of time. And there's not a clear step by step process that we're going to go through, right? To get from here right. to here to here. Um, yep. so yes, you, you just summarized it better than I did. Um, yeah, yeah. stop selling. Stop selling sessions of time. Stop selling your hours of time and start selling the process and the results. And so, and it, what a difference you just described it. What a difference it makes when, when, uh, 100% or close to 100% of your clients are achieving their goals, right? It makes you yeah. really recognize your expertise and how you can truly help them when you organize it properly to always be after that. Right. Instead of just trying to get clients like you're actually after the results. Yeah, I love it so much. Um, it makes me realize like, OK, I'm going to go through the get long term clients challenge again because I feel like stuff will like shift, especially as I've like gone through. And like now I've worked with these clients for like months and I have a better understanding of now of like what they actually need. So I am very excited for it. Yeah. Again, You can sign up for it. In the show notes, there's a link to click it. I'll also be emailing you guys if you're on my email list about it with the link. Um, so don't worry there because you will get the link emailed to you to make it nice and easy. Oh, man. Joanna, thank you so much for joining me. I feel like this is such a good conversation. <sighs> so many golden nuggets in there. <laughs> oh, good. Um, yeah, that's awesome. And... It would be awesome if you did it again because I just want the challenge again because um, you've, again, highlighted something important, which is that um, that the more work you've done with clients, the more you can refine and refine your plans and programs and packages to be even better and yeah. better and better. So it's not it's something you awesome. iterate over and over. So that that is awesome. Yay. Awesome. Thank you again for joining me. I'm so excited. And Listeners, thank you for joining me, and I will see you next week. Thanks for listening to The Ads Maven. Jen Palsik will return next Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 2 p.m. Central, 1 p.m. Mountain, and 12 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. See you next week, where we will dive into more Facebook and Instagram ad strategies. 